The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Love Hello everybody power. and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Mac19, and joining us, as always, is Portia. It's only a week until the draft, Macker. Isn't that excellent? Seven days. Oh, Seven oh. days to go until we find out how we screw up the draft. It's brilliant. What a time <laughs> to be alive. Uh, now, look, I mean, I'm, I'm already excited. I'm already partially ready. I've got my bottle of champagne ready to go, so that's all, that's all set. <laughs> yes. um, and I just wanted to remind you on air, so that other people will remind you too, don't forget to get some tater tots because I know you'll whinge if you miss out on them this year. <laughs> I'll make sure I've got lots of snacks. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> snacks are ready. Because, you know, it's going to be three hours long to do 10 picks or whatever it is. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to need lots of snacks. Yeah, lots and look, snacks. we'll obviously be answering lots of Spreaker questions if you want to get on live. Um, so that'll be pretty good. There'll probably be some yep. pick trades to be talked about, I imagine, uh, which will be of great yeah. interest. Um, hope so. I hope yeah. uh, I hope someone puts a bid in for uh, for a trade or something. That'd be uh, that'd be great. <laughs> It'd be funny if it ended up being another one of those ones like you know, uh, North Melbourne trade pick twenty six for picks thirty eight and forty two. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> like not even in the first round, just some late late draft shit. I hope we know if a <laughs> trade bid goes in. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. I'll be, I'll well, be... even if they, even if they say no, I hope we get to find out. Um. That, uh, that a team has actually done it. Oh, That'd you mean they've asked about it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's similar how on the on the uh, on the broadcast now, like if someone bids for a academy player, comes up with oh. you know bid. We, we won't know about that till that after the thing. draft, really. That sort of stuff. They won't. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I hope that that comes up. Like if uh, if a team bids for a trade of picks, I hope that comes up so we can go. Oh, look at this. Da da da. Isn't yeah, that nice? I just don't think Crows are trying to move up to pick four. Ooh, fancy that. I yeah, think that all that sort of say stuff. stuff like that. But, I mean, the reality is it's not in any club's real interest to do that. Um, like, if you're the trading up club, you don't want people going, oh, they're trying to trade up, because you're probably going to try and trade up to the next pick, yeah? So, you know, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, not, it's not dead. It's not a dead scenario. It's not like trade done and dusted or trade not going to happen. It's like, well, trade still might happen. Just hang in there. So, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Paddy on Spreaker Chat has said Adelaide have pick, bid pick eight for pick one, which, uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that seems uh, surprise like a dangerous trade for them because, uh, you know, when, whoever they pick at pick eight, he'll be at the top of their draft board. So, um, mm. Mm. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> What's even more scary is Carlton would probably accept that, I think. I really don't think so, Macca. Yeah. If it was GWS, then maybe, because we all know that they only trade with GWS. But, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe not the gross. Yes, anyway, yes. we're here to talk about Vic Metro we this are. evening. And this really? is the first group of Vic Metro. What's your thoughts on Vic Metro as a whole this year? Uh, I reckon we're going to be drafting a couple of them. Yeah, probably. Yep. You would think so. That's, uh, that's where my money is. Uh, it's going to be on Port Adelaide... Uh, Saying, yeah, the South Australians are good, but we're not in the right spots, so we're going to draft Victorians, as usually yeah. it seems to happen in good SA draft years. Yeah, it seems uh, it seems on face value that we should end up with at least one of them. Yeah. Um, but look, overall, it was a pretty good Vic Metro crop this year, I think. Uh, yeah, quite a yeah. wide range of players, good Not defenders, good forwards, good midfielders, good small forwards. So uh, it was a good group, 
uh, all round, I think. Yeah, pretty solid. Um, but, you know, Vic Metro is always pretty solid, so that's but still it is. So <clears throat> Absolutely. And let's get into it and talk about the first player that we're going to talk about, and that's Zach Butters. He's a 181-centimetre right-footed midfielder slash small forward from Western Jets. Um, He's been on the radar for 12 months now. uh, He had a fantastic year last year as a bottom major, uh, playing alongside Cam Cam Rayner. He went pick one last year. He averaged 17 disposals and three inside 50s a game. Uh, He increased that up to 20 disposals and four inside 50s a game this year. Uh, Played all four games at the Champs. Only averaged 13 disposals, but that's... Um, he did get injured very early in the last game, uh, so that would have uh, screwed his average a little bit. Um, and yeah, that uh, that pretty much cost him the rest of his season. Uh, but he did have some very very good form uh, for Western Jets throughout the year. What are your thoughts on uh, Zach Butters? Look, I like him. He's close to my favourite player in this draft, and the only reason he's wow. definitely not is because I haven't really thought about that. Um, okay. And I don't mean he's my favourite in terms of I think, oh, he should be drafted number one, but he's my favourite in terms of if we did then up at Port Adelaide, I think yeah. I would just get genuine enjoyment watching him play football because even if you're losing, you know, he'll get in someone's face or he'll do something ridiculous that somehow comes off and you'll go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, I'm a big fan as well, Zach Butters. I've been a fan for 18 months now. I, I love the kid. I reckon he's, uh, he's a gun. I reckon he's got great skills. He's got good footy IQ. Um, he's quick. He's, um, you know, he shows good smarts, can use the ball really, really well going inside 50, and uh, doesn't mind kicking a goal as well. Yeah, um, he's, he's he, he, I, although I'm not willing to nominate him as my favourite player, I have actually put him as my most likely to play in a premiership outside, you know, top 10 players, just because yeah. I think he's got that right kind of attitude, and that, I, I mean, I think he's a team player as well. He's, mm. he's, he's just, and he's got that want to win. You know, yeah. he's 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 kind of he's probably a little bit less nuggety, but he's a bit Josh Carey for mine, and you know that's not a problem for me. I like that good Josh Carr. So uh, okay. good to see. <clears throat> I don't see much Josh Carr in him at all. Oh. I see him as like a Carl Amon on steroids sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. the player that we probably hoped Carl Amon uh, should become. And look, obviously Zach Butters hasn't played an AFL game yet, so no, he I might see. end up worse than Carl Amon. <laughs> he might indeed. Um, <laughs> But he's got that, you know, he does win his own ball. That's the difference is that he does win his own ball. He can go in and get it. Does like to win clearances. Um, Look, defensively, he could be better. He's not a great tackler. He doesn't really provide a lot of defensive pressure, so that'll need to improve. Um, But I think he's one of the most natural footballers in this draft. And um, I'm very, very surprised that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of names thrown about for our first three picks. And um, Zach Butters generally isn't one of them. And no. yet I think he would be just about the perfect choice for us. Well, I mean, I think he he's only in contention for 15, really. I don't, I yeah. don't see him going higher than that. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I guess the other thing about him is that, you know, I think he's a, a player that's enjoyable to watch, so then immediately no one's going to link him with Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that's for the joint reasons of Port Adelaide. Isn't it? It's not going to be great to watch with the tra- players we traded out. But also because, you know, when you're doing your drafts, um, you pick the interesting players with clubs that you like and then, you know, the ones you don't give a stuff about, you put them with the, the interstate clubs when you're a Victorian draft person. <laughs> That's just how it works. Yeah, I'm more talking about the boys on Big Footy. Um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, we've come up with probably about 57 different names that could go nice, to pick nice. 15 and Jack Butters generally isn't one of them. I'm not 57. sure if it's because... 
we just assume that uh, he's going to go somewhere between 10 and 15. And, yeah, you know, we're just not going to get the chance to pick him with 15, I don't know. But, mm. um, look, I've, uh, I rate him very, very highly. Um, he'll go in that sort of 10 to 20 range. Uh, we should be considering him with pick 10, I think. I don't think we'll pick him, but uh, he should be in the consideration. I think Geelong at 12, Adelaide at 13, and Freo at 14 would be very interested in him as well, uh, as would Richmond at 17. But um, I think he's definitely one that we need to put an asterisk next to because um, I would certainly love to have him at Port Adelaide. I think the only way he goes at 10 is if the league as a whole has decided they don't want to draft <clears throat> um, players that have missed most of their draft a year. So that, that's yeah. if, they just, if somehow Max King drops, if somehow Jai Caldwell drops, you know, that sort of thing. That's the only way I can really see him rising up the ranks. But if, if, they, if clubs are willing to take those punts, and I think after Stevenson last year, you know, clubs are probably in the mood for that kind of punt, um, I think he yep. drops past 10 comfortably. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would love him at 15. I yeah. would. Uh, I would be a very happy man at fifteen. I mean, honestly, um, if he's there. But again, I think. Uh, look, I think the Crows are right into him, and I think Freo are right into him as well. Oh God, I wouldn't want him. So I don't think we'll get the chance. Uh, yeah, no. Well, look, I mean, I'd like him at fifteen, but again, this comes down to who we drafted at five and ten. He's, you know, he's in that smallish player category, and if we've already drafted a couple, then I don't think we can responsibly draft him at fifteen as well. Not, not this yeah. year. <clears throat> Fair enough. Uh, next player on the list is Joseph Aiton Delaney, yeah. who's a 180-centimetre um, small defender, back flanker, outside midfielder, uh, plays for Oakley Chargers. Uh, he had a strong year this year, averaged over 20 disposals and uh, two-and-a-half rebound 50s a game. For Oakley, he played three games at the Champs for 19 disposals a game across um, a back flank. Uh, what are your thoughts on Aiton Delaney? Um, look, I like him as a small defender. Um, I think he's got excellent agility, uh, and you can see he has that ability to re-decide what he's doing when it looks like it's not going to work out, and that's great to see. Yeah. I have a weird criticism, and it's that I think he thinks that when he's disposing of the ball, he's firing bullets, but they tend to be a bit slower, and so it kind of, you see, not too, yeah, fairly, fairly often that maybe his opponent didn't necessarily get put under pressure, but sometimes they do, and then sometimes it's like, oh, that needed to be a bit faster. You know, a bit more yep. direct, and you know, I don't know if that's a skill thing you can pick up, but it's it's like his brain's working super super fast, and so he assumes his kicks and handballs are as well, and I don't, they just move like normal speeds. So, um. yeah, I think yeah, the ball sort of hang, it's yeah. got good hang time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, like not qu- not quite in the you know the, the the floater kick category, but just just a ordinary speed AFL kick, which doesn't fit in with his play style. Yeah. I'm torn on Aiden Delaney. I'm half of me loves him, half of me hates him passionately. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's just a small defender that doesn't defend. Yes. Like he's just he's just a quarterback. He's he's Sam Calhoun, really. That's, yeah, yeah. He looks like him. He plays like him. He kicks like him. He is Sam Calhoun, uh, um, the second. Though. He's not though. Well, he I... kind of is though. No. Okay. I agree with you in terms of his defence. Yes, he's not a he's he's not a defender, but I think he's a bit better under pressure than Sam Cahoon. That's what I mean. Like that's where his agility comes in. I think he's mm. better at avoiding that. You know, when if you kick to Sam Cahoon and he can't just clear it, he gets caught the ball. If, or he'll, yeah. If you get it to Aiton Delaney, there's still a chance he can do something with it. Um, yeah. So in that regard, he is better than Sam Cahoon. But yeah, I agree. His limitations, you know, they're pretty clear. And again. Um, he's also not a need for Port after we drafted a bunch of you know 180 centimetre small defenders last year, so that sort of puts him off the Port list no matter what. 
Um, yeah, you would think so. You would think um, so. I don't think he's any chance to come to Port Adelaide. I think no, he's no. a sort of rate, late or rookie pick. Yeah, uh, 30s, for me. 40s, I reckon. Yeah, I and reckon a bit later than that. Need. Well, if a club has a need, but, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think teams will be scared off of his lack of defensive pressure, I think. That's probably fair. Um, and whilst he is a decent sort of uh, quarterback-style um, loose uh, defender, I guess you'd say, um, he just doesn't have enough tricks, I don't think, to play that role at AFL level. He'll have to find something else, I think. Maybe he can play on a wing. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of midfield potential in there, but again, I just don't think... I think he suits being that sort of loose playmaker. And, uh, I think you're right. Look, a, t- a team will give him a chance late, I think. But yeah, um, yeah it certainly won't be, um, won't be too early, I don't think. Fair enough. Fair enough. The next player on our list is Angus Hanrahan, who is a 182-centimetre, uh, um, I guess, fairly similar player to Aiden Delaney. He's an outside midfielder, back flanker from Sandy. Um, he had some pretty consistent footy for Sandringham this year, averaged 15 disposals and uh, over a goal a game. Uh, played a few different roles there, played three games at the Champs and uh, averaged pretty much the same, 15 disposals and three inside 50s a game. Uh, he's a pretty skillful player. Uh, what are your thoughts on Angus? I like him less than Aiton Delaney, and I think that that's where we're opposite. Is that correct? Uh, I like him. I like him more than Aiton Delaney. Yeah. Okay, and the reason why is that I just don't think he's smart. As smart at disposal, I don't think he's as good when he is under pressure, <coughs> and he does seem yeah. to be under pressure a lot. So that probably it, it speaks of a pace concern or a, a, you know a, a, a game awareness concern. Um, yeah. he, he only looks good in open space. And I think that, like, you know, Aiton Delaney, he can look good in when he's got someone near him as well. So that's why I have him ahead. Um, but Fair enough. They are fairly similar. Fair enough. Look, I, uh, I actually rate them pretty much the same. I've got Aiton Delaney at 52 and Hanrahan at 51. There you go. So uh, <laughs> they're right next to each other there. Well. Um, I, I think he's an all right player. He's pretty vanilla, though. But um, I think he's got good athleticism. So vanilla. So vanilla. Um, he is... Uh, I, I love his kick. He's, he's a great kick of the footy. That's the one thing that I do love about him. Uh, he can hit up a leading target really, really well. Uh, shows really good vision with his kicks. Uh, and he's a very confident user of the ball. He doesn't mind taking risks. Um, so that's what I like about him. I think that's what's going to get him drafted. Okay. All right. Cool. Inside play, not very strong. Uh, no, he's not. Can win his own ball, but it's not something that he does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He tries hard. Uh, he, he tries hard physically. Oh, damn. But... <laughs> oh, my God, Macca. Like, when you're doing draft previews, he tries hard is, like, the most damning criticism you can make of any player. <laughs> well, some, some don't try hard. But uh, what I mean is that he tries hard physically to lay okay. tackles and throw his body sure, around. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. But he doesn't have the body strength to uh, no, to make it come off at this stage. He's, uh, he's stick thin, yeah. uh, this guy. Uh, isn't overly quick. That's probably the main c- criticism of him. Um, and that's only going to get worse once he puts on, you know, 10 kilos or whatever. Um, do I see him going? Yes, I do. Probably somewhere in the 40s or 50s, I think, is his sort of mark, I think. I wouldn't have him before rookie draft myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. There is a chance that he would uh, would fall that way as well. Mm. I reckon. Yeah. Uh, Next player oh is uh, James Robot. This is great. Yeah, well, we've got like 37 names here, so <laughs> got to uh, <laughs> churn through them. 
Uh, James Rowbottom yep. is next. He's a 185-centimetre inside midfielder for Oakley Chargers. Um, again, he's been a consistent performer over the last 12 months. Um, played some really, really good footy for Oakley at TAC Cup level. Averaged 22 disposals, six clearances, and over six tackles a game. And he averaged uh, 18 disposals and four clearances a game in four matches for Vink Metro. Um, what are your thoughts on James Robottom? I think at AFL level, he probably would become a tagger. I, I think, I mean, he's yep. good at finding the ball, but I don't think he's anything really special with it or anything. He's just, yeah, he can find the ball. Um, and I think mm. that the way he plays, he's not strong enough for it now, which means he's going to have to add bulk. And when you add bulk to him, does agility become a concern? I'm not sure. Mm. Um, it shouldn't, <coughs> but it can. It's a, fair, it's a fair question. I think he's... I, he, I'm a big fan of Robot. I really, really like him, and uh, I would have loved to have picked him with one of our mid-draft picks if we still had them. Um, I had him earmarked for one of them. So I think he's the sort of player that we need. He's he's in and under, um, but he's pretty smart about it as well. He's a really good user of the footy, which I like. Um, I think he's great at stoppages. I think he's elite at reading taps. He constantly gets first possession of the ball, and... um, I think he's pretty patient with it as well. That's what I like is that he sort of surveys the options before disposing of it. Um, he's got good agility. Oh, he's got that sort of Josh Carr quick kick out of the pack thing going on, which I like. Uh, defensively, he's impressive. I, I agree. I think he uh, he could become a, a tagger sort at AFL level. Um, I think there's a lot to like about him. Yeah, I feel like we're watching different players. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. Like you, you've got lots of superlatives. You think I don't know. You're saying his disposal's great, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's okay. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, like I don't. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing the same upside. I think you are. Um, I think he's full of upside. To be honest, I okay. think uh, there's a lot of development left in him, um, especially in in terms of strength. I think that'll come in time. Uh, it can be a little bit too quick to handball sometimes, maybe. Um, yep. Overall, I think he fits in well at AFL level and uh, and should get a gig. Um, I've got him in that sort of 25 to 50 draft range. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, right, so it's not like I've got him as a fair no, fan no, or anything. Well, I've the got him. Uh, about him, it's beginning to sound like, hey, does Maka think this guy's like late first round? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. I've got okay, him 30 right. on my list. Hmm. Um but he's like my, uh, you know, he's he's my, uh, what would you say? Kind of like Joe Attlee. Uh, oh, I was going to say, is he your camo <laughs> He's my camo shay, that's it. That's it. Um, I would have loved a chance to get uh, to get him at Port Adelaide, but um, that's clearly not going to happen now, I don't think. I think he does go mm. somewhere in the 30s, I would think. Um, might slip to the 40s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to like about him. Yeah, okay, fair enough. There you go. There we go. Next player is uh, Stefan Radovanovic. Mm. Great name. Love it. <laughs> Rolls um, off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a 192-centimetre right-footed uh, third-hole defender or inside midfielder from Western Jets. Uh, he had an excellent season for Western, averaged 16 disposals a game and won their best and fairest. He played three games for Vic, for Vic Metro, uh, mostly in a back pocket and uh, averaged eight disposals. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Stefan Radovanovic? He's a pretty boring player, isn't he? <laughs> like, there's not, 
there's not any real surprise in how he plays. He just does things that you go, oh yeah, that's a good thing to do for the most part. He's got good run. Okay. He's pretty. He's pretty good at hitting a target. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, sometimes he could probably disposes a bit earlier than he needs to, and I don't know if that's an awareness mm. issue or a footsteps issue. Um, yeah. But you know, ultimately, I, I, I don't find it very exciting. But I think he could probably be an AFL player. So that's, that's okay. On the opposite, I think he's an excitement machine. <laughs> okay. In the making. <laughs> Uh, so this is great. This is great. The thing I love about him, he's got explosive speed. He yes. is lightning quick, and he's got burst speed from a pack. He looks like you can, peak danger. You can see field. what he's going to do with it. That's the only issue. Like you know, yeah, like, that, that it's, is. The, it's that not is elusive speed. It's like he's oh, he's going to run in a straight line, and he's going to try and find an option to the side. Like you can see, it, like he he telegraphs what he's doing as he's doing. He it. does telegraph what he's doing, but yeah. he looks like peak danger field coming out of a pack. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, the, the player that he reminds me most of. <laughs> Is Daniel Flynn, who we had as a uh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, category B rookie from yes. Ireland a, a few years ago. Yeah. In that, you know, he's got all the physical tools, but the, the footy side of things is just a little bit behind, and he does sometimes telegraph things. I do agree with that. Mm. He'll go on this big run and then handball behind him sort of thing. Oh, um, not only that, but he'll go on a big run, then he'll be looking straight at the guy he wants to pass to at the end of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, there's... Um, you know, I don't know if we're underrating him a little bit because he did win a best and fairest this I'm year. I'm not so underrating him. I'm just, he's I'm got just, that. It's just a weird... It's an unusual criticism to be able to lay at a player that you say he's got mm. blistering pace because usually that comes with a lot of creativity when you're talking about AFL players. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's good enough. He's got that he blistering pace. He tends to too much. That's, that's my main criticism yeah. of him is that yeah, he, he, he has a big, big blistering run and then handballs. Yeah. And, uh you know, he needs to probably, and it's not a creative handball, so more it's of a not, defensive, should I'm in trouble here, get rid of it, sort of handball. It totally is. Um, so I, I think his footy IQ needs to catch up with mm. his uh, leg speed. But if it gets there, I think there's a pretty special player in the making. Um, I, I rate him relatively highly. I've got him, where have I got him? 41, I guess. Um, I don't see him going probably until the rookie draft. But, really? uh, okay. yep, I think, or maybe late in I the reckon, piece. I reckon he'll go in the main draft. Mm, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not sure. Look, I, I think he's a midfielder. I think he's a midfielder. But yeah. I'm not sure if clubs would risk putting him in the midfield <laughs> okay. sort of thing. I could see him sort of playing three years at VFL level and then uh, not getting a go sort of thing, because they're too yeah. scared to play him. Okay. Um, so it might be that he just becomes a back flanker or a third-toll defender sort of thing. Mm. Um, but I think with his size, 192 centimetres, with his with his pace, um, strength, and uh, ability to get the ball, because uh, he did yeah. get a fair bit of the ball at TAC Cup level, I think he'd make a pretty mean midfielder. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm certainly not saying, you know, if Port had a pick in, you know, a late draft that we shouldn't draft him. I, I, there's things I like about him, but I think that he's, like, he's definitely a player that would play better 20 years ago than today. I think that if you put him in a side where he got to do the same things over and over again, he'd be really, really good. You know, if it's like, okay, I'm going to run to here, and then the guy's going to be streaming out from the forward line there, and then I'll be able to kick straight to them. Like, in that sort of, in a really simple game plan that can be executed, because you've got the players to execute it, I think he'll look absolutely like a superstar. And so he'll look yep. really good at state league level. I think you're probably right there. Um, but 
when it comes to you know, like if you put him in the Port Adelaide side right now, Chaos Ball, I think he would really, really struggle. <laughs> like he would, he would, yeah, really, he would hate playing at Port Adelaide. The he way would we fit in play. well. He would oh, fit in perfectly yeah, but in well. In the worst way. In the worst way. He'd, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. He's kind of got a bit of a bit of the impies about him in the way yeah, that uh, yeah, that's fair. He sort of runs with the ball and runs into trouble a little bit sometimes. But yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan, and if he's here in the rookie draft, I, he would be my first pick for me. In the rookie draft, look, he's got a lot um, of potential. Yeah, he's full of potential. He's but, uh, but the weakness th- is th- the brain. There's problems there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's problems there. He certainly may not make it, but if he does, um, he could be a star. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. He's, he's an interesting player. He's probably is the interesting player for this week. This, yeah. this episode. Yeah. For sure. Next player is Noah Answorth, who's a uh, top age player this year. He's 182-centimetre uh, utility from Oakley. Uh, can play pretty much anywhere from a, a forward flank, back flank, um, shut down midfielder or or a playmaking midfielder. Um, he was in the draft last year, missed pretty much the whole season. Only played a couple of games, I think. He uh, he broke his back uh, during a game. And um, so he came back this year, didn't get drafted, obviously, and uh, had a pretty strong season playing through the midfield. Um, for Oakley this year. He averaged uh, 20 touches and two inside 50s and rebound 50s a game. Uh, he played uh, all four Vic Metro games this year, averaged uh, 16 disposals and also kicked two goals from halfback as well. Um, now, he's someone that we were pretty keen on last year as a club, um, Noah Answorth. So it's interesting whether we will go back there again this year. Yeah, look, I mean... What he did at TSC Cup level this year it was, you know, it was adequate. But when you're talking about, and I think this is just a, a cruelty of the system here, in that if when you're talking about a 19-year-old, 182-centimetre guy, like you need them to perform real. There needs to be something exceptional about their play, otherwise they're probably not going to get a crack. Um, because they're up against guys that are physically less mature than they are. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to see more excellence in his play this year. I don't think we really saw it. Yeah, look, he's he's a bit. He's you said the word adequate, and um, yeah, that's adequate. kind of what he is. He's adequate at everything. There's no real sort of standout feature of his game. Mm. Um, you know, he's a decent kick. He's a decent mark. He's a decent defender. He's a decent forward. He's a decent midfielder. Um, now that sort of player might get a go, um, or it might not, depending on on the draft and who else is available. But uh, if he's going to go, it'll be sort of late or rookie again for me. Yeah. Um, I don't mind him. I think um, oh, I think he could make an entirely adequate AFL player. Um, he could play, you know, four or five pretty good seasons, and, and that's probably yeah. about it. But the thing is, like, you know, you talk about an entirely adequate player. I'd also want him to be <coughs> adequate height as well. And he's just yeah. at that low end where he's competing with, you know, half of the draft of 183 centimeter and shorter players. And I just yeah. don't. I just don't. He doesn't get priority over many of them at all. Yeah. Uh, his kicking could improve. His decision making definitely needs to improve as well. Um, yeah. But again, there's no real sort of standout feature to his game. He's just oh, no. okay at everything. Um, and generally, those sort of players miss out more often than not. I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. <I> agree. <laughs> yes. Well said. Bravo. Uh, <laughs> Well done, old chap. Uh, next player is uh, is Will Kelly, 
who we are definitely not going to get because Mackers he's a Collingwood father-son. Uh, father-son. We haven't had too many of them uh, this year, I don't think. Um, he's a key defender, can, can swing up forward. Um, he had a pretty solid year for Oakley, picked up 13 disposals and four marks a game. Uh, was one of Vic Metro's best players, picking up 15 disposals and three marks a game in every uh, championships match. Um, what are your thoughts on Will Kelly? Um, can I use adequate again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I think he's gonna, he's okay, but like we talk about this year having a lot of key defenders that are just okay, and he's probably in that category. Like, I think yeah. he's, I think he'll probably get drafted, and I think he, you know, he could play a, a fair few games, because it's hard to tell with the defenders, isn't it? But, yeah. for, but for a genuine KPD, 193 centimetres, it is on the shorter end. He's going to be up against, you know, giants like Max and Ben King for his whole career, um, potentially, or, you know, other guys like that. He's going, to have some, he's going to be up against it. So you might even be looking at him being a third tour defender, and does he have the class for that? Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. But he could still play a full career. But given he's a Collingwood father-son, I mean, I started losing interest after I got about that far into analysing him. So you, you can mm. keep talking now, Macca. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm a big fan. I've got him thirteenth uh, on my rankings list. Um, I've, I've got him as the best key defender in this draft. Oh. Um, yep, I, I think he's. Uh, I, I think he's got great pace. He's really good one on one. He's creative when he's got the ball. Um, he's got good athleticism. He's good at spoiling. Um, and I think the best part of his game is that he can play as either a shutdown defender or as a loose third tall. Uh, intercept type as well. So he can play either role. Um, and he does both pretty well. Um, I see him more as a shutdown type player. Mm. I think his closing speed's really impressive and I think he'll be capable of getting that fist in um, more often than not. Fair enough. Um, and he's uh, a little bit arrogant, which I like. He doesn't mind uh, throwing his weight around a little bit, doesn't mind a bit of a scrap. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan and I think they've got a bit of a, a player there, Collingwood. Well, what do you reckon he'll go in the draft then? Where do you think the bid will come? I think, I think the bid will come in the 20s. Hmm. Um, probably, yeah, sort of mid-20s, I reckon. Okay, okay. Interesting. But, but for me, I've, yeah, I've got him as the best key defender in this year's draft. I think uh, his ability to play both roles, um, I think, is pretty good. And look, they need key defenders. Um, so I think he'll be given every chance to make it. He'll, he'll certainly play quite a few games, I reckon, especially early. Fair enough. There you go. There you go. Uh, next player, also <laughs> a father, is uh, Ben Silvani. Falling asleep. He's here. a 194, <laughs> 194 <laughs> centimetre uh, swing man. Can play forward, can play back. Um, he's from Oakley as well. Uh, played four games at TAC Cup level, averaged five marks in a goal a game. Played three games at the Champs and averaged eight disposals and two marks a game. Uh, your thoughts on Ben Silvani? Nothing special. Good long kick, no real class in disposal, and he'll go late, and so can't onside clear to match. Yeah, I would say if his name wasn't Silvani, he wouldn't be getting drafted at all. No, no. I don't no. think. He wouldn't Not even the, be looked I mean, at. On stats alone, like, if you just look at his stats, <clears> ignore his name like a go. So he's everything a goal a game at TSC Cup, and he didn't get a goal in the champs. Right, okay, cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, look, he's, he's tall, he's got nice hair. Uh, he's got the good looks from his old man. Um, he's got decent strength. He's taller than his brother. Um, he's better uh, one-on-one than his brother is. Mm. Uh, but he's very much a traditional type forward, you know, lead mark, kick sort of player. 
there's not much special special about him at all. Yeah. And uh, I'd I'd be surprised if he plays an AFL game. To be honest, oh, I'd be very very surprised. Carlton, he'll play he'll play games for sure. Oh. Maybe. I've got him 86th on my list. Okay. So uh, that's where I rank him. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Next. Next, <laughs> yep. Um, another key defender, James Blank. Yay. He's a 195-centimetre player from Eastern Rangers. Um, he had a good year this year for them. His first year in the TAC Cup system, averaged 11 disposals and three rebounds a game. And played two games at the Champs, impressed with his uh, intercept marking mm. and ability to read the play there. Um, what are your thoughts on James Blank? James Blank is my favourite tall defender in this draft. Um, I think. There you go. There yeah, you go. I think he's a good actual defender one-on-one. I really love that he goes for the mark, which in a team that watches a lot of Dougal Howard fisting the ball <laughs> away, it would be very nice to see him put Adelaide. And I think he's got good positioning. Um, he can zone off or yep. he can play him on the man, which is fantastic. Uh, he's got a good height and size, 195 centimetres, so he's right in the middle of the pack there. Mm. Um, and if you're talking about a guy that's like a Chad Corns, Brett Montgomery type in terms of his ability to sort of be in defence and either play loose or, you know, man up on a on a player, I think he's probably the closest to that kind of type in this draft for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he plays brave football. He play, like he takes the game on, and I, I'm, certainly in terms of getting mm. the ball in intercept. His disposal is okay, it's adequate, um, but... In in making in, in causing the turnover, I think he's pretty aggressive in trying to do that, and I, I like that. And I think that Port Adelaide would like that if we had a pick in his draftable range. Yeah, well, that's the question: is what is his draftable range? I don't know because I'm not seeing people talking about him, but I still think he's pretty good. So it's, I, I I'm not good at judging this um, for this sort yeah. of player when I'm when I'm really hot on a player like with Joe Atley, exactly like Joe Atley. Like we thought Joe Atley was going to wait go way earlier than he did. We thought Sam Hayes mm. is going to go way earlier than he did, and I kind of feel like James Blank's probably in that category too. And that I think you know he, you, you could make a case for him drafting him in the twenties, um, but really. Don't know. Probably, probably not. Nah, probably not that. Look, I'm a I'm a big fan of his as well. I saw him mm. play in the first couple of rounds, and I thought, wow, this I, I really like this guy. Yeah, he takes game on. His his ability to zone off and impact the play was exceptional. I thought, oh, this guy's got definite AFL potential. And um, I've got him at 40 on my list. I think he was another the same as Ray Bottom. Who, if we had have kept our picks. He was one that I was absolutely hot on. Um, but I still think there's a chance that he might drop completely yeah, and know, uh, right? drop to the rookie list. That's bizarre. I, he's I probably don't... got the, the biggest range of any player that I've I've done this year, I reckon. I, I reckon he could go early third round or he could go sort of, you know, pick 56 in the rookie draft. You, you don't know. You don't know. Because but he's think... still very, very raw. He hasn't gone through the the the, no, the usual been. sort of TAC Cup system until this year, mm. um, but his form was very very good, and he he did get games at the champs, which was great, and he did play really really well, he especially did. against big country. Um, athletically, I really like him. I think yep. he's surprisingly quick. He doesn't look like he should be that quick, but he is. Um, he does impact the play. He's got good height, one ninety five centimeters, a really good height. Um, he's pretty good with the ball, but he, he doesn't take any risks with the footy mm. in his hands. He's very safe, usually kicks sideways. That's about it. Um, yeah. But defensively, like intercept marking, oh. it's, it's, oh. it's the, the highlight of his game. He's probably the best 
uh, in this draft at that. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I love it. Um, and when I was talking the other week about you know how we might decide to do the thing rather than trading up in the first round or anything like that, we might actually talk about trading our future fourths to get a third or something like that, or <coughs> or even a fourth for a fourth if we go, hey, this guy's around way later than we thought and we love him. Mm. Uh, let's just trade and pick him up. You know, like I could see Port Adelaide. Like this is the sort of player that I would love it if Port Adelaide would do something like that for. But who knows? Who knows what they think? Yeah, I'd be well keen to get him to the club somehow. Yeah, and I, I hope he falls to the rookie draft. I hope he's there with our second pick, so we can pick Radovanovic and James Blank. That'd be great. Oh, I'd Blank love Blank ahead of Radovanovic, but yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I would like that indeed. Oh, oh, oh. Wouldn't that be great? Now. <laughs> Now, to end the draft, we've got the two King brothers. Hey. So which one do you want to talk about first? Ah, uh, look, we'll do this choice. <clears throat> ben King's probably better, I guess. We'll go Ben King. We'll yeah. go Ben King. Mm. Uh, he's a 202-centimetre key defender, key forward um, from San. He can play either end, has done that um, this year. Um, look, the King brothers have been on the radar for a few years now. Um, they were earmarked as potential pick one and pick two a couple of years back and uh, I probably won't finish too far off that I guess mm. um, Ben King had a, a pretty decent uh, championships he kicked uh, 12 goals which was the equal highest goal scorer of the champs um, he averaged 14 and a half disposal and two goals a game at TAC Cup level as well obviously he started the season as a key defender with his brother playing up forward um, after his brother's injury he uh, filled in the gap of full forward um, both at uh, at school and um, uh, TAC Cup and uh, championship level. And he did a pretty good job, I reckon. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> I only just had a, a thought that I think is kind of a little amusing to me anyway, in that if you went into like the player editor of like an AFL computer game, Ben King and Mexican are probably what you'd make. <laughs> you'd say, oh, huh. well, we need, we yeah. need to, we're not happy with the selection of players on our current squad, so we need a 200 centimetre, you know, versatile key position player. Um, <laughs> with good pace, they can't have bad pace, and, you know, just, they've got to be able to have, you know, a decent kick, not a short kick or anything like that. Like, no clear deficiencies, just, you know, two good, tall players. Let's put them in the draft, and then we'll draft them. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of where we're at. Um, with Ben King, I compared him a little bit to Brad Ottens in terms of I think okay. that there's a lot of like if you if you're writing him down on paper, you say yes, he's an excellent player. Um, but like Brad Ottens, I feel like he spent a lot of his career not quite living up to the, that huge potentiality he had as a player. You know, genuine height that can do multiple positions, that can do all these things. He was quite yeah. often quite a good performer, but he was never really <clears throat> that superstar player. Um, yeah. I think that when you see Ben King up forward, I think that what you see is pretty vanilla. Um, you know, he's, he can lead up forward and he can do well. He can win a contest and he can do all the things like that. Uh, and he can, you know, if you've got a set shot, he can kick a goal. Um, that's where he starts to part from his brother Max. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I think that Ben is an entirely acceptable player. I think that whatever team picks him, he's going to play, you know, a lot of games, I reckon. Um, and they might be... You know, it, it might not be as exciting a pick as a lot of other picks in this draft will be, but you know, he'll be there for a pretty long time, I reckon. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not huge on him as a forward. I have to no, say, no, definitely I, not. I no. don't, I don't. He, he just looks He's a lot boring. like Ty Vickery as a <laughs> yeah, forward to me. Yeah. Oh my god, in we're that... bringing out Brad Ottens and Ty Vickery. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he just looks like the guy that's beating up on 
teams because he's taller than everyone else yeah, but at the moment. It's not going to change though because he's still two hundred and two centimeters. But you know, I agree. I don't don't play him. For yeah, him. but he's he's going to yeah. come up again. You know, this year what you know has been arguably the worst season for key defenders oh, in sure, a very sure. very long time sure. at TAC Cup level but, and uh, and at Championships level as well. There's a lot of very undersized key defenders I, this year. I agree. But I would also point out that at AFL level, it's not like it's completely full of two hundred centimetre key backmen. Like we've only got one, you know. And that's, sure, but uh, most most teams have one. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's yeah, the one. thing. Well, I don't know. Like I don't know. That's the thing. They they most teams have a key defender who is close enough to the size of what Ben King is. Yeah. yeah and okay. fair enough. But yeah, I agree. I, I don't forward. think. I think there's a clear class difference between Ben and Max King, and we'll yes. probably talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but the thing I don't like about him is that he doesn't attack his marks overly all that well. No. Uh, I don't think he's great in contests. Um, I don't get, think he's got great strong hands. Like he's, He tends to, to grab his marks quite a lot. Um, yeah. I think he's, he's an all right kick for goal. I think he's got a nice kicking action and all that sort of stuff. But if you're drafting him to be a forward... I don't. I don't. I don't see it happening. I think he is a key defender and and a very very good key defender at that. Mm. Um, I think uh, he can either play that shutdown role and, and do it pretty well, um, or he can also um, play that intercept role and also do it very very well. Um, I think he's he's much more suited down back. I think he just played up forward this year from necessity. Yeah. Uh, because each of the teams he played for probably. Um, didn't have many other options. No. And I, I think we've kind of been robbed of seeing him develop um, throughout the defender. year as yeah, that I key do, defender. I, agree. I totally agree. Um, so if if we are... Look, he's obviously very much in consideration for Port Adelaide. A lot of people have said we're keen with pick five. Mm. A lot of people have said we're keen with pick ten. Ten, I would um, say. If we pick him with pick five... Um, I'm going to be pretty upset. Oh yeah. Uh, if we fire. pick him, <laughs> if we pick him at ten, I think I'd be all right with that because yeah, I think right. a back line with Howard and oh. Cleary and King in it <laughs> would be a pretty decent uh, tall back line to have. Yeah, two giants in defence that would um, make a lot of teams shit themselves. <laughs> yeah. If we're if we're going to draft him and play him at full forward. Then, no, no. Oh, like all the criticism of Westhoff, I think we're gonna is just gonna get dumped on Ben King. I think <laughs> probably, um, especially if he's pick five, and it's gonna take yeah. him a few years to come on, and he's not gonna be able to take his marks because suddenly he's coming up against key defenders which are ten centimeters higher than what he faced at lower levels this year. Um, I think it's gonna be a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've got him at 15. I, I had him a bit higher. At the start of the year, I had him, I think, in the top five based on his key defender um, traits. Obviously, we've only seen him play one or two games this year as a key defender. Mm. I think it's good to note that um, when playing for Australia against North Melbourne's VFL side earlier this year, he was best on ground playing at fullback, okay. uh, which I think is pretty damn impressive. And I think it just goes to show that he is a key defender and not a key forward. Um, so would you like him at Port Adelaide? Portion? Yeah, no, look, I'd be pretty happy with him at Port Adelaide. Not at five. Um, I think we can do better at five. Um, but if we did get him at ten, I'd be pretty excited. Um, I don't know. I, I, 
if he's there at 15, I'd be pretty amazed. But, you know, at 15, I'd you'd be pretty excited there too, quite honestly, if he was still there then. Uh, and that's only yeah. because at that point, like when you're getting down to that 15 range, you're starting to think about, okay, how does he compare to, you know, the raw guys like Sam Sturt and whatever else? And it's like, well, he's clearly ahead of that, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on how the draft falls. Like, obviously, the further you get from pick one, it comes down to how the draft falls. But I wouldn't be, I'd, I'd be surprised if he ended up at 15. I think that if he ended up at 10, we'd be doing quite well. Yeah, I think uh, 10 is where... If he's there at 10, I'd be pretty okay with picking him. Yeah, Um, it means that the um, injured players that everyone loves have definitely gone before him. Like, it means that Jai Caldwell has gone top 10, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think we'll we'll definitely be the first team to look at him at 5. I think Mm -hmm. the Dogs at 7 would be a chance. I think uh, us again at 10 would be a chance. And I think Geelong at 12 is probably the lowest... He'll go. Now, on Spreaker Chat, Phil has mentioned, in the footage, Ben King's hands don't make me very confident, which sounds very similar to someone else's opinion on his hands. So there you go. Hmm. Um, yeah, look, they're just not overly sticky. Like, as I said, he two grabs yeah, his marks a bit. Fair enough. Uh, he, he doesn't look heaps confident. Look, full credit to Ben King, because he had to change the way that he played this year. Oh, yeah. He played a completely different position to what he's probably ever played. Because uh, his brother's always been a full forward, um, and he did a very good job. He couldn't have done any more. <laughs> you know, he led the goal kicking in the champs. Uh, he, he did everything possible this year. Um, I just think he's more natural down back. That's all. But um, anyway, talking about his brother Max King, uh, who's obviously the same size and uh, also played for Sandringham, uh, but is the key forward. Um, and look, Max was. You know, he started the year as a potential number one pick and with very good reason as well. Um, he played uh, one game in the champ, uh, not in the champ, sorry, in, at a TAC Cup level this year and um, played one of the best games of all time at that level. He had 19 disposals, nine marks and kicked eight goals, <laughs> um, which is a, uh, a pretty remarkable effort. Eight goals, six even, which is a, a pretty remarkable effort. Um, and then he did his knee. Um, which is just uh, shattering. Tread Ray um, <laughs> It is, isn't it? You know, you that have goals the best, That's exactly it. <laughs> arguably the best, the best goal in a, a comp, in a competition's history, yeah. and then you do the knee at uh, at school level, which is uh, which is just unfair. Um, but lo- it looks like his uh, his recovery's gone exceptionally well. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on Max King? Well, I mean, people are going to expect us to refer to him in terms of his brother, which I'm fine with. <clears throat> he's kind yeah. of Ben King, but he's got tricks and a bit more, yeah. de- a bit more de- not determination, a bit more certainty in how he plays. Um, yeah. But like Max, he can he can kick set shot goals, but he can also kick you know off the side of his boot and you know facing backwards and whatever else. Like not you know he's not he's not you know Stephen Milne or anything like that from back in the day. But he's someone that does have a bit more to him than just set shot lead kick. He's got goal. more tricks. He's got more tricks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably why you rate him a bit higher. Um, and also part of that is probably also he's played up forward the whole time, whereas Ben has played more in defence. So he's had more years to learn tricks, I guess, as well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, he's, he's comfortably a, a better prospect for most teams than Ben because tall defenders are uncommon, like good tall defenders are uncommon. But yeah. good tall forwards are rare as hen's teeth. Um, mm. Yeah, <clears throat> that's why he's higher. 
I think the one aspect of his game which is much better than Ben's is his aggressiveness. Yes. Um, he's a lot more aggressive at the ball, to the yep. ball, at players in the way of the ball. Um, he's a much better contestant mark. He's got incredibly sticky hands. Um, and he does one grab those marks under pressure. He does. Players coming from the side, from the back, from the front, doesn't matter. He just puts the jukes out and he takes the mark. Um, there's a lot of criticism over his kicking, uh, yeah. which I think is just solely based on that one game where he kicked eight goal six. Um <laughs> And, and not based on anything else. I think he's actually a, a decent kick. I, I think uh, maybe he's got a bit of a high ball drop. That's probably it. I think it's fixable. It's certainly not at butcher levels of uh, incompetence. No. Um, which was just fundamentally flawed. But uh, I think Max, you know, he could have easily come out the next week and kick six goals straight, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll never, ever know. No. Um, maybe his kicking is a problem. Who knows? Maybe it's not. I guess we'll never know. I'm, I'm more banking on the it's not thing. I think last year at bottom age, he kicked 12 goals four for the year, which is entirely decent. Um, but, yeah, I think he's an absolute gun, and it's a real shame we didn't get to see him much this year at all. Um, I think he's, you know, he is that sort of modern athletic tall board in that Joe Danaher sort of mould. Yeah. Um, and could be a very, very, very exciting player at AFL level. So let's just get it out of the way. Let's just say it so it probably won't happen. Um, Max King 5, Ben King 10. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you'd love for that to happen, wouldn't you? You would it, love for wouldn't that, it be amazing? that to happen. It would be great if that happened. And, uh, yeah, Butters at 15, that'd be good. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he'll be gone. Well, I yeah. think he'll be gone. Yeah. Um, although you never know, you never know. We might have a hard decision to make on draft night. Um, apparently, St Kilda are moving away from King and looking more towards a midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said this um, the thing about St Kilda is they're apparently hot on Rosie. Yeah, everything that St Kilda, everything we need, St Kilda need it more. So, like, you know, if they need a classy midfielder, like, St Kilda need a classy midfielder. St Kilda need a really good, reliable non uh, key forward. St Kilda need a yeah. lot of stuff that we, we sort of, you, we just need, but they need them. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be interesting for them to, to balance their needs, <clears throat> you know. Um, do they take the, do they draft Max King, having, I guess he was rehabilitating with them, so they should know a fair bit, or do they worry he's another sort of Paddy McCartan? Um, you know, what, what, what's their past... Issues going to come back to haunt them. Are they going to worry if, about that? Yeah. The question is, if they overlook him, given that he's done the recovery with them, yeah, is that a cause for concern? Well, who knows, right? Who knows? Like, because they, they would, they would have, they would have seen him more than any other team, obviously. Yep, absolutely. And they need a key forward because McCartan's not much chop. Um, Bruce right. has been bad for two years. Uh, memories 186 centimetres or whatever. But they need key forwards because they don't they don't yeah. have good key forwards. And Max King could become the best key forward in the draft. But here's so the if thing. they overlook him, I, I consider that to be a big, big question mark. You'd say that if you didn't look at St Kilda's past drafting, in that, they sometimes, that most years they just draft weird. Yeah, like of the player that's mm. in the number of players that, you know, the next six, eight, ten picks... They pick the one you go, oh, God, that's okay, fair enough. 
hooray, that means that picks a bit better because they picked someone that, you know, is probably someone that's been drafted a bit early or that you're not really keen on at all or they've got, you know, a big downside that you don't think is draftable, you know, all those sort of things. Like, they pick a lot of those mm. players. And you can see that by looking at their list. It's not that they've had terrible draft picks in recent years. Um, they just they just draft badly. Uh, so if yeah. they did overlook Max King, I mean, I kind of feel like there's also, you know, a possibility to say, well, in that case, Max King's going to be a bloody superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> quite possibly too. Um, Who knows? The word is they're hot on Rosie at pick four, so okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they need that type of player as well. I'm not they need too Smith. If they're going sure, to but... go from you, do they need Smith for sure? Well, you would think that would be the one that they would go for if not yeah. Max King. But, yeah. I mean, they've got, you know, their midfield's looking okay. Um, you know, they've got not... Clark and Caulfield last year oh. who were who will become midfielders. They've just picked up Hanabry as well. Yeah. Um, I think th- this, grinders, is, this is the, the, the chance for St Kilda to get an absolute rolled gold A-grade potential key forward. Yeah, look, I mean, honestly, um, I would be surprised if they didn't pick Max at four, but it's mm. still a possibility. And if it's a possibility, then we'll know at pick five. So if, if, Rosie, if the rumours are true and Rosie does go at pick four... Yeah, and... what happens to Rankin? <laughs> Rank well, Rankin. It, it looks clear that Rankin is locked in at pick three at this okay. point. Right. Um, but just say for whatever reason, who knows who else go? Say we've got the choice of Rankin, Smith, and Max King, and obviously Ben King as well. Who do we pick? It's a tough He's... one, isn't it? It's a tough one because you're balancing uncertainties about Max King against known things about Rankin, really. Mm. That's that's what it comes down to. And then, you know, if, if Smith is there or... Well, I don't and then know. the work rate of, of Smith. Yeah, because I, I, I like Smith, but <clears throat> we'll talk about him on Monday. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that's really tough, balancing those needs. And it also comes down to, again, the opposite... How does the club reckon the dress of the draft is going to flow? Like, if we draft Rankin, are we going to yeah. be stuck with the best player being 182 centimetres at picks 10 and 15? High likelihood of that, unfortunately. Um, mm. So maybe that's a factor as well. And maybe, we, like I said, you know, what St Kilda needs, we still kind of need. Um, yeah, King. I mean, I'd still be thinking King, right? Over Rankin, which I know is probably going to get me tar and feathered by yeah. a few people. But, <clears throat> I'd, you know, that rarity of key forwards... The early Do we need Max forwards. Smith? Yes. With Marshall, with Dixon, with Watts. Well, how long's Dixon got? He breaks down with every Lysett, year. Ryder, with Westhoff. Do we need do Dixon we need and Ryder have got two or three years left, Max. Mm. Right? And we're talking about a, like a 10-year player in Max King. Yeah. So that's that's what it comes down to. Like I don't think you, <coughs> I don't think you count Ryder and Dixon. And when you say Ryder's out, Dixon's out, and you're saying your key forwards are Marshall... And Lassett, is it, is it Ruckman, and probably Sam yeah. Hayes by that point? Like it's like, yeah, we can definitely we can definitely fit a king or two in there. It's not going to be hard. And if you're doing it with an excess, mm. guess what you do with key back, key backman and key forwards? You trade them and you get value for them. Isn't that yeah. isn't that a weird concept? <laughs> yeah, unless you're Port Adelaide and you hold them for too long, and then you trade see, them trade them for nothing or we, not we, at all. We don't we don't trade them. You see, we, we, like Damon White and Toby Thurston. We we send out midfielders, flankers, and third talls. That's the only ones mm. we trade out. So, so that's yeah. why we don't get value because they're the ones that don't retain the same value as the keepers, the, gen, the legitimate key position players. So, mm. yeah, we keep them 
for so long that they have no value, and then we yeah. just delist them. Yeah, exactly. It's different. So that's, whereas, that's fine. Whereas a guy like Max King, like even if he somehow gets injured again next year, and then at the end of the year after that decides he wants to go home, we'll still get a good value for him for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. No, look, look, I haven't really thought about Max King being at Port Adelaide because I've just I, assumed I know. Like, that you've got to assume St Kilda, it, yeah, St Kilda pick four, that's the biggest lock of all time, just about. Um, so much like Sam Walsh and Lacocious, you just don't think about them um, ever playing for Port because it's just not going to happen. Um, but this thought that Max King is now going to drop to pick five, it's just like, well, you know, that just opens up a big can of worms. And, uh, you know, forward line for the future of Max King and Todd Marshall, both you know, around that 200-centimetre mark, both big contested marks, both pretty quick, aggressive, good pace, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I mean, I've just got to touch, stop touching myself at the moment, <laughs> talking about it, you know? Oh, look, I mean, so, and the, incredible. The, the other interesting thing about it is we think about, like, the Wakeland Twins and, you know, the, their time at St Kilda and Port Adelaide, like, we're talking about Twins again, you know, all this time later. It's twin key position mm. players, no less. It's just really kind of funny to, you know, from that kind of legacy perspective that we're the clubs in the frame to sort of do that sort of thing again. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's an interesting situation. This is going to be a fascinating first round. Um, oh, it is. It so, is. so listeners, make sure you listen in uh, when we cover it live next Thursday. Um, Absolutely. Is Michigan for the draft? For the he's um, not. He's not uh, in. He's oh, really? uh, he's unfortunately not seen a lot of footage over oh. the last few months, oh, and um, so he's respectfully declined this year, unfortunately, because it, as he said, he was um, he was more keen on this draft. And more into this draft than any draft since he stopped recruiting. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And then he's just not been able to watch any footage for since like April or something. Or Are we Mar- going to get March. in a ringer? Uh, yes. I think uh, Filthy has uh, ah, agreed to come on. Is that why he's lurking uh, in the Spreaker chat tonight? <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, so he uh, will break his cherry. That'll be great. And. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And, uh, yeah, it should be good. Um, so that'll be on uh, Tuesday night. Obviously, okay. Monday night, we've still got part two of yep. Vic Metro. And then Thursday's draft night. Nice. Um, but, look, we do have some questions. We do have some questions. And one of them does relate to the Kings here, the first one from Malcolm. Good, 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 good. Which is uh, a, a good question. Is there any go-home factor, especially if we only draft one of the Kings? Depends who drafts the other one. Is, 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 an, is another part of that question. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, if the other one ends up at, I don't know, St Kilda. Like, if, 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 if St Kilda if take Ma- one... If I'd... Max King take, take Max King... Sorry, if St Kilda take Max King with pick four... I don't care. I'd almost not bother about drafting Ben King because he's gone yeah. in two years. Yeah. I, I reckon oh, there's maybe. massive, massive, massive risk about uh, about picking them. I think if you have uh, Max King... Picking probably... one, especially if one ends up in Victoria, because the go-home factor would be through the roof. Oh, I don't know. I, I think I don't, I don't think you get go-home factor as much. With, like, we talked about, you know, go-home factor for Vic Metro. I don't think it's even <coughs> that. I think it's just the um, clubs thinking they've got a shot factor, <laughs> which, is, which, yeah. is, which is, I suppose, slightly different. Um, I don't know. If we picked Max and we didn't pick Ben, it really would depend on who picked Ben. You know, but I'm a, but yeah. again, yeah. Like, but if if they ended up both interstate, for example, like, well, what's the go home factor then? It might be something else entirely. Well, there's like, a chance that we pick Max at five, and the Crows pick 
been yeah. Kidnapped. And then what's the factor? You know, how do you yeah. calculate that? You know, <laughs> same city, sure. Um, <laughs> what, what, how does that work out? So it, it's just so many uh, unknowns. But um, here's the situation we're in, guys. Uh, a lot of players that we want are Vic Metro kids in this draft. Vic Metro is looking to be falling where we're drafting. So unless we want to go in and draft worse players than we should, we're just going to have to cough it. Uh, yeah. And we talk about Gohan Factor. Of the players we're losing at Port Adelaide, maybe, what, 30% of them are non-South Australians? We seem to lose a lot of South Australians. I don't know. Yeah. That's fair <laughs> enough. Next question is from Schultz and Fest. If we draft Butters, will our player welfare team be able to, pre- to prevent him from turning evil and becoming Professor Chaos? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Um, Poor old butters. Uh, Glitcho one has asked: uh, Is Noah Answorth a real name, or after the last couple of weeks, you've just decided to make a, a name up to see if we're paying attention? Yeah, he's sort of the um, Frankenstein's monster version of uh, what was it, Braden Ainsworth, or, or from whatever it was a couple of years ago. Braden Ainsworth, yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely, <clears throat> yeah. absolutely. Uh, Johnson's asked: Is Ben Silvani only getting half a look in because of his name? Yes. Yes. Not even half a look, a total look. It's certainly the only reason he got played for Metro. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Uh, one great club. Oh, we've just answered that with, with Mission Possible. Um, it just is has asked: Did you put Zach Butters first so you could get the inevitable argument over him out of the way early? What argument? Well, we both agreed on him, so I, that's, I think they assumed uh, that's that great. Chris- I think there's still an assumption that if a player's small, that I don't like them, but that's not true. I've, mm. Listening to these, I, I'm quite often in favour of the shorter players, so I don't think yeah. that's an issue. Yes. Mm. Um, and the last question is a good one um, from Sleazy. You've mentioned a few times that on-talent player X is in the top 135, etc. in this draft. Uh, from memory, it was Rankin at 1, Coldwell at 3, and Hill at 5. Um, what would your top 10 on talent alone be, and why does each one presumably, presumably go later in the draft than their talent would suggest? Uh, I think it's mostly you that does that, because I don't do those sort of precise rankings of saying 1, 3, yeah. 5. Um, so I'll let you go first. I'm the rank whore. Um, so, yeah, my top 10 on talent alone, just you know, ability to kick, get the ball, um, you know, decision-making, Expand skills... Up. All that sort of X factor, all that sort of stuff, in this draft. If you're just looking at footy talent alone, it would be one Rankin, two Lacocious, three Coldwell, uh, and then I've got Blakey at four. Um, I've got Hill at five. I've got Sam Walsh at six. Uh, Connor Rosie at seven. Zach Butters at eight. Max King at nine, and Curtis Taylor at ten. Yeah, and as for why you know why that's a different ranking, um, look, there's two other very big factors for me. Um, one is work rate and attitude uh, and the other one is how much do you clubs need this type of player that they'll maybe draft a little bit earlier than you know strictly on talent alone you would draft them and so that usually yeah. that usually favours key position players and particularly key position forwards it doesn't favour Ruckman because they usually take time and it doesn't favour small, small midfielders as much um, you've got to be you know amazing to be an early drafted small forward uh, or, or small midfielder I should say and if you're not, you're probably going to go quite a bit. You're going to be the most likely to drop a long way. Yeah. And there's a lot of other factors, obviously. There's mm. you know, you know, drafting. As, as you've said before, drafting is all about risk mm. um, yeah, and true. risk minimi- minimi- minimisation. 
And, uh, you know, there's, whilst I've got Sam Walsh at six, he's clearly going to go in the top two in the draft mm. because he is, A, he's that good. And, and we know about him. And, A, we know about him. And uh, there's almost no risk that he's not going to be a very, very good player because he's very committed. He's got all the off-field stuff bang on to go with the on-field stuff. You know he's going to be a rolled gold star. Mm. Um, whereas someone like Ian Hill, you know, he's small. Um, is he going to find a spot at AFL level? Is there going to be off-field issues? You know, there's lots of reasons why people drop. Um, and it's not just based on talent. You know, there's cultural issues. There's off-field issues. There's um, endurance. Uh, there's work rate. Uh, you know, how dedicated are they? Do they want it enough? Are they just going to get by on raw talent alone? And we've seen heaps of players get drafted over the years who have been exceptionally talented, who just don't make much of their AFL career at all. Some don't even play a game or only play you know one or two games because they just don't want it enough and they've just got by on talent um, when there is a whole other spectrum of, of reasons why players um, become exceptional AFL footballers as well. Yes, absolutely. And that's it hey. for this week. Uh, this week. And uh, as we said, next Monday we've got uh, we've got part two of Vic Metro. <laughs> then we've got the Phantom on Tuesday, and then we've got Draft Night on Thursday, which will be live. And then we'll probably do the draft recap the Monday after that. I reckon. Yeah. Um, and just for people who listen tonight, um, although it probably sounds like we're both really hot on Max King at pick five, when we start talking about Bailey Smith next week, we'll probably both be really hot on Bailey Smith at pick <laughs> five, just because he happens to be under discussion. Um, at pick five this year, this is why it's so much better, it, it's so good, is because it, you can't go wrong, really. I mean, you can, mm. but at this point, based on what we know, it's a really close choice. You shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. It's you a can, really but close you shouldn't. Choice. And you can, but you shouldn't. It, it's... Yeah. it's a nice place to be in the draft. That have to, we have to admit that. So, absolutely, no doubt. All right. Yeah. Until Monday. Can the pair? Can Ports? He's got to keep his feet. Corns just worried him out of it. Slips the handball to Treadray. Back turn. Well done, little give. This might be it. Corns Treadray Pierce. 